welcome to the Run, Eat, Repeat podcast. If you love running or eating, you'll love this show. Now, here's your host, Monica Olivas. Hello, this is Monica. I'm the creator of runeatrepeat.com, a healthy living site I started to document training for my first marathon about 100 years ago, give or take. Since then, I've run 30 marathons, lost 20 pounds, become a health coach, and RER, as I like to call it, has turned into a huge community online. So you can find Run It Repeat on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Pinterest, insert whatever new social media is up and coming right now. If you want more information to follow along, join the community. And if you want to talk about running or eating, specifically eating, you've come to the right place because today we have a food fight. Dun, dun, dun. In one corner is peanut butter, and in the other corner is almond butter. I really should have watched some sort of fight, some Canelo fight. Who knows Canelo here? Please, someone tell me you know what I'm talking about. Come on. Anyways, today we are talking about peanut butter versus almond butter. Which should you eat? Is one better for you than the other? Why are we making these choices? Sometimes things get popular. Foods, diet trends, exercises, certain types of gear. And you think, hey, if everyone is doing it, then maybe I should check it out as well. But like I have said in previous episodes, check it out. Question it. Make sure that it is the right choice for you. And with something like peanut butter versus almond butter, This is one of those times when you should kind of figure out what is the best for me. And that's what we're doing today. I'm talking with Kath Younger, a registered dietitian about peanut butter versus almond butter, kind of her thoughts. She breaks down the nutrition facts for us. But before that, let's warm up. Okay, for today's warm up, I have some horrible news. This is maybe I should have saved this for the cool down, actually. Womp womp. No, but I felt on, I want to say Friday. On Friday, I woke up and realized I feel a little off. I think I'm getting sick. My throat was a little scratchy. I just felt tired and kind of run down. And this is very noticeable to me because I am self-aware with my body in general. And if something like this happens, I'm observant of it, partially because I have nothing the hell else going on in my life. I don't have tiny little people I'm taking care of or major deadline projects that I'm chasing right now. So I don't expect everyone to have a level of self-awareness to the point of knowing when your body temperature is going up or down 0.00 of a point. Not that I can tell that either. Maybe I can. I don't know. We'll check it out. I'm saying I might be a complete crazy self-involved narcissist, but I realized that there was some, or maybe it's a positive thing (laughs) and I'm just being mean to myself, but I, I felt there was something starting to happen in my throat and with my body. And I was like, no, I cannot get sick because everyone is talking about how horrible it is. There's not just the flu, which is really bad this year. And for whatever reason, the flu shot decided to just mess with everyone and not work in a ton of cases. It works a lot less than it does in a lot of um, previous years. And there's a respiratory thing going around as well that I've heard is really, really bad. I have a friend that works at urgent care. And I remember 
I was talking to her before her shift. She was early in the parking lot and said there was a line out the door already and they hadn't even opened yet of people, you know, and a lot of them had this respiratory thing. So I start freaking out because unacceptable, 100%, no, this cannot happen. And I did a couple of things. Now I find this kind of funny that I, in the last episode, talked about how to stay healthy while marathon training. So I ran through this. I have tried and true methods that I use if I feel like this, this doesn't happen that often. And I knew though, this was going to be along with the food fight. This was going to be like a flu fight because I have heard that both the respiratory thing and the flu are just ridiculous. And I didn't know what exactly was happening with my body. Maybe I'm not as intuitive or self-aware as I thought. I just, I didn't know if it was like the flu coming. I knew I was getting sick. Crab was breaking down in my body and I needed to get it together immediately. So I did a couple things. First, I was going to run 10 miles on Friday. I cut it down to five. So step one is giving myself an easier day. I didn't feel full on sick. I just, I I felt like I didn't have that much energy and I just, I just felt like I was run down a little bit. So cut my run short. And then I went and grabbed a few supplements from Whole Foods that I knew would help with my immune system, help keep it strong to fight this off. And I will put links in the show notes to all of these things that I used. Hopefully you are as healthy as a horse, whatever that means. And you don't even need these things. But I am a huge proponent. When anyone says, oh, I feel like I'm getting sick, I immediately, I'm usually not very like, let me tell you how to live your life. But if someone says they're getting sick, I say, vitamin C, get a ton of sleep. Like I, I'm just like, do this now. Go, go, go. Like go home right now. Go to sleep. Vitamin C. I just get very enthusiastic about it because I think if you try hard, you can at least help your immune system, give yourself a better chance at the fight, right? So I grabbed turmeric supreme, which I have not actually tried before. This is new to me. This is a new little health hack that I tried because it caught my eye because it says turmeric supreme immune ASAP. And I was like, yes, ASAP. I need this. It just, I mean, they marketed this to me specifically. I was a sucker for this, but I was gladly a sucker if I thought this would help me in any way. I'm actually have the bottle right here. It has a couple more. It's meant to really only be taken for a day or two, which is good because it's not like you're buying a supplement and then, you know, use it for a couple of days and it just sits there. Take two caplets five times daily for two days at onset. Repeat for two days if necessary. Um, I just, I thought I am a fan of turmeric. I know that there's a ton of health benefits and this is, I wasn't going to go make a turmeric smoothie or golden milk or whatever people are doing right now. This is what works for me. Boom. So this is what I got. There's a link to it in the show notes. I'm sure you can find it at a health food store near you if you need it right now. I also got these Therizinc elderberry drops. A lot of people were telling me about elderberry. Yes, I know. And so I got some of that too. We're just like lozenges, basically. They're candy with some vitamin with, that costs a ton more than candy, you know? But again, if it helps my immune system, sign me up. Sign me up for that. Um, I got vitamin C chewables, not the chalky ones, but the gummy ones because they're amazing. And vitamin C is water soluble, right? So you're just going to pee it out. I mean, then it's kind of a waste, but I, 
it's still a treat that I can justify a little bit more. I say power up with vitamin C. And then because I knew I wasn't going to necessarily, I didn't, I hadn't run that much and I was just needed to probably wind down, make myself get some extra sleep. I took, um, sleep works, which is this, it's like a, it's a, like a liquid supplement. It's a little liquid shot that has, I think it has valerian extract, which I'm a fan of in different teas and a little bit of melatonin to help me wind down and get extra sleep. And I just made sure that I went to sleep early and, um, yeah, just tried to take it a little easier and I'm not at 100%. I am at 85%, maybe, maybe 78%. I don't know. I ran. Oh, I actually ended up doing a long run on Sunday. So I think that I am going to make it through. I don't think you need to pull the plug on me just yet, but I don't want to also speak too soon and be like a super jerk about it. And then I end up getting super sick and you're like, that's what you get for buying all those BS expensive supplements, sucka. Um, So far, so good. So we will see how it goes. I will try to continue to do these little things to fight it off. I have been around people that have been sick recently. So I've tried to, um, and I am, I, you know what the thing is? An ounce of prevention would have really helped me because I am a sloppy McSlopperson when it comes to avoiding germs. I'm not a germaphobe. You guys know I eat dirty grapes like it's my job. Maybe it was from the grapes that I'm getting sick, but I also just with other things, I need to be more careful, especially this season where it seems like people are just dropping left and right. So that's my little PSA for today. Like I said, if you are feeling anything, I hope you feel better. Um, But I put some links to all of the things that I was doing. I feel like they're fairly natural options, you know, but I think, and I don't know, I, I think it's worth it. I'm willing to do a lot of weird things. I would definitely have went the more, you know, eating a clove of garlic route if I thought I needed to. Um, yeah, but that's that's another healthy hack for another day. You just end up smelling like garlic for really like not just your breath, but your body when you just get crazy on it. It's really good for you though. Onion and garlic are so good for you and so tasty. Now we're off topic. I actually did one other health hack with my aromatherapy that I got a little busted for because apparently what I was using isn't great to have around cats. So I'm going to talk about that in the awards because I still am a fan of my aromatherapy. And we'll give you a little side note PSA on that as well if you have a cat. But let's get to the main event now. Today, I am talking with registered dietitian Kath Younger from katheats.com. Kath and I have known each other for a really long time. She is super awesome. And she is famous online for her oatmeal bowls. She's obsessed with oatmeal and used to take a picture of all of her food. For years, she did this. And most mornings, she would have the most gorgeous bowl of oats. And I'll put a link to that page on her website in the show notes. It's basically oatmeal porn. And it looks so amazing. Oftentimes, there is some sort of nut butter on top, some sort of drippy peanut butter, almond butter, sunflower seed butter. I don't know. But I thought she was the perfect person to break down peanut butter versus almond butter for us, which is better. And I think sometimes just because everyone's doing it, whether it be a food, 
like I said, an exercise, uh, some other way of eating, some other approach to life. Once a lot of people start adopting a certain thing, we think that is the best thing to do. And I know when I first started to eat almond butter, I remember, I might have it in an old blog post actually, because I was blogging at the time. It was a hundred years ago. It was so long ago, BC. Um, I kind of assumed it was better for you. And maybe it is, but maybe there is some, maybe it's not better for you enough to justify how much more it costs. Almond butter is significantly more expensive than peanut butter. And if it's only, you know, 3% healthier, but it costs 50% more, is that really worth it? Things like that. I think I just kind of wanted to break it down because this is a common question that people ask, or it's one of those things that a lot of people are doing, or it just gets thrown around so that more and more people start adopting it. And you want to kind of take a step back and say, hey, what is better for me? What makes more sense health-wise, financially, big picture, taste-wise, all of the above? Sometimes it's just preference, right? So I've asked Kath to kind of break down the basics for us. What's the nutritional difference so that we can know? Is it make sense to have the healthier one or to have the more expensive one, I mean? And do you need to keep them in the refrigerator because I don't like to keep anything in the refrigerator. I mean, I don't like to keep condiments in the refrigerator. I definitely don't keep nut butters in the refrigerator, but I know some people do. So I just want to know, am I going to die if I don't put any of these things in the fridge? So let's see what Kath thinks about it. If it's not an allergy thing, because I feel like that is obvious in terms of if you have an allergy to any food, you avoid it. But if it's like a health right. thing, is there like a benefit of peanut butter over almond butter at all? Okay. So here is the digging around that I did. First of all, I I believe in real food, right? So I I don't believe in, in trimming your food down to just what's inside of it. I think you have to look at it in the context of lifestyle, which one you prefer does matter. And in this case, they are pretty similar. So if you are a diehard peanut butter fan, mm -hmm. just because I'm about to tell you that almond butter has the nutritional edge doesn't mean you have to all of a sudden completely switch to almond butter and, and you know, worship that from here on out. So really, they're they're both comparable and similar. Peanut butter actually has a little bit less calories per serving. So that gives it a little edge there and actually has a little bit more protein, eight grams versus seven grams. But again, eight versus seven grams of protein is, is just not enough to give up one or the other. So again, it kind of just goes back to which one do you like better? Pretty much all of the other categories though, almond butter wins. So if you look at fiber, almond butter has 3.3 grams versus peanut butter's two. So especially if you eat a lot of it, which some mm -hmm. of us do, um, those fiber grams do add up. Almond butter has the edge for monounsaturated fats, which are, of course, the heart-healthy fats, um, and it has 10 grams to peanut butter's eight. So somewhat significant, but, but, you know, two grams over the course of your whole entire day is not huge. Almond butter has a little bit less saturated fat than peanut butter, one gram to three in peanut butter. But the biggest differences you'll find are more in the uh, nutrient side. 
Almond butter has twice the magnesium of peanut butter, about 90 milligrams to peanut butter is 50. It has uh, significantly more phosphorus, 163 milligrams to peanut butter is 115. Um, it has 10 times the calcium. So almond butter has about uh, a little over 100 milligrams and peanut butter is hovering around 15. And um, also vitamin E, which is a well-known antioxidant, uh, almond butter has 150% more at 7.75 milligrams to peanut butter's 2.88. And almond butter also has more iron than peanut butter. So if you don't care which one you eat, and also let's also not forget how uh, almond butter is often a little bit more expensive. And I, uh, if you Google, why is almond butter more expensive than peanut butter? One person said, because almonds are expensive. <laughs> well, that's the obvious answer. Because almonds are more expensive than peanuts. And that is mostly a reflection of just how hard it is to grow and harvest almonds versus peanuts. Peanuts are actually legumes, not nuts. And they grow below the ground, whereas almonds grow in trees. So it's just, you know... But it, we are literally comparing apples to oranges. Um, so if your if your if your budget is not a concern and you like the taste of them equally, then almond butter would probably be your better choice from a nutrition perspective. I like it. I like it. Yeah, and I totally agree that if it's if you do have a preference, a taste preference, it's not that different to you know feel like you are making yourself eat the opposite one that is like your preference. We're not talking about like skim milk versus heavy cream. Like that is a bigger difference in nutrition than this. So, and then, you know, there's so many, as you know, different nut butters on the market. Um, There's blends and there's, you know, uh, ones that are made classically with trans fats and sugar. And then there's a lot more natural ones. So you always want to look for nut butters, whether you're choosing peanut or almond uh, with simple ingredient lists. I personally like ones that have salt in them, unless you have a medical reason why you need to really monitor your salt intake. The salt is just not that big of a concern for me. I think the ones that have simply almonds or peanuts as the ingredient in them taste too bland. So I look for salt. I honestly am not bothered by a little tiny bit of sugar because I'm eating this a tablespoon at a time, not you know, a, a 12 ounce drink of it at a time. So the sugar, you know, people will say, oh, don't get peanut butter with sugar in it. But, you know, again, unless you're going to eat the whole jar, you're probably getting one gram of sugar. So if you just love the kind that has a little salt and sugar in it, then I don't think it's a big enough reason to avoid it. But if you want to be as pure as possible, the kind with just almonds would maybe be the better choice. Almond butter is also naturally sweeter because almonds are naturally sweeter. So if you want to get something on the sweeter side without the sugar, then um, almond butter would be a vote there. And then lastly, um, I think the ones that are roasted have a really great flavor, yeah. especially the grind your own roasted ones. So mm-hmm. um, if you want to look for a more simple ingredient list, 
that still has a, a lot of flavor and isn't quite as bland. The roasted ones are really good. Yeah, I agree. I'm like salt. I always get the salted one. I would not. I think Costco sells like an almond butter, but it doesn't have salt in it. And I'm like, man, it's so much cheaper, but I cannot like I would not enjoy this at all <laughs> just because it's mm-hmm. just not my preference. So it's not worth it for me to like, make, quote unquote, like make myself again, eat one that I don't like. It's not my favorite thing. These are too calorie dense to make yourself eat something that you don't actually exactly. like. No, I don't have time for that. Right. I have actually, if I have been given a jar or just buy one randomly that does have salt, I have added some kosher salt before. And that will, that way you can kind of add it yourself and you know how much, maybe, maybe you get the plain one, but you just add a pinch or well, a pinch wouldn't really flavor the whole jar. But I think I added a quarter teaspoon of kosher salt to a jar and just as you got to mix it up really well, you got to make sure that salt is you know, thoroughly mixed throughout, but it makes such a huge difference in flavor if you do that. And that way you're controlling what goes into it. It takes a little bit more effort, but making your own is certainly a way to get creative with all the flavors. And then you can add like a little sugar, a little maple syrup or a little sea salt or whatever, cinnamon, vanilla, like the flavor options go on and on and on. And uh, you can also control the consistency then I think we in the food blog world like drippy almond butter the best. <laughs> you can kind of drizzle over all kinds of treats. So then you can add like a little bit of almond oil to it and make it thinner, which makes it extra fun to use. Mm-hmm. So for drippy, do you keep your nut butters in the refrigerator? So that's a good question. My uh, my husband does not like drippy he he eats peanut butter and he does not like it drippy like when he makes his smoothies or his pb and j's he thinks it's too messy when it's drippy so he keeps it in the refrigerator so Mm -hmm. i do keep my peanut butter in the refrigerator but any other nut butters he doesn't love and i do like almond butter for example i keep in my pantry because i want it to be as you know spreadable and liquidy as possible so we're a divided household on that opinion. That is. That is very I feel like that's a good compromise though. That works. Yep. <laughs> and I've actually developed like I've kind of acquired a taste for cold peanut butter. Like cold almost like stiff peanut butter because he keeps it in the fridge. Like uh-huh. I've never heard of anybody doing that as much as he does, but I kinda like it now. I hope that was helpful. I really appreciate Kat coming on. And if you want to follow her on Instagram, I will put a link in the show notes. She is at Kath Eats, and I will put a link to her blog as well so you can check it out. Funny enough, after we talked, and since I knew I was putting some notes together for this post, I just bought crunchy peanut butter, just like the simple peanuts and salt kind. I go back and forth between almond butter and peanut butter, depending on what I feel like when I'm at the store, when I need a new jar. I try not to get both. I try not to keep multiple different kinds of nut butter because I will often, when I'm going to have some either on oatmeal or on toast or with a banana, whatever, I get a little bit of each. So I end up eating a lot more. And by a little bit of each, I mean a ton of each. So that is the one thing that I try to kind of cut off and I'll just try to have one or the other at any time. I actually eat a lot of sunflower seed butter too. Side note, because I heard it is really good. It has selenium, which is good if you have thyroid issues. 
another topic for another day. But let me know um, in the show notes what you prefer. If you have one that is just, I only have this, or I would never in my life keep it in the fridge, or vice versa, I'm curious what most people do. Now, time for the awards. Okay, today's awards start off with the story, but roll with it. So when I thought I was sick the other night, I went to sleep, woke up in the middle of the night to go pee, like any normal red-blooded American monican who drinks too much before they go to sleep, and realized, hey, since I feel like I'm getting sick and it's super dry, I should put on my essential oil diffuser because it's right by my bed and it's kind of like a mini humidifier to me. And I thought the essential oils, tea tree oil and eucalyptus would help clear out any nasal passage situation that I had going on. So since it's the middle of the night and it's kind of dark, I basically spill crap everywhere, water, oils, whatever. And I don't measure how much of the oils I'm putting in. Typical monikin. Don't be surprised by any of this kids. Okay. Anyways, it was awesome and I love it. So honorable mention to my essential oil diffuser, go you. But the next day after I woke up, I went out for a run. When I walked back in, I realized, whoa, does a koala live here? Because it smells like eucalyptus, like crazy. And how can I get a koala now? And do you think Vegas would like a koala do I need to name him Atlantic City or where the Vegas equivalent in Australia? Off topic. The point is, as soon as I came in, smelled that it was crazy eucalyptus tea tree oil, I did an Instagram story because I thought it was funny. I was just like, Monica, what are you doing? Get your life together. This smells like a hospital. If a hospital was made of Vicks Vapor Rub. And in response to that story where I said that I probably put too much oil or spilled it or whatever, a lot of people responded saying, hey, just a heads up, eucalyptus and or tea tree oil could be really bad for cats. And first place at the end of that story goes to you. You. Yes, you. And anyone who messaged me that, because I feel like it is a representation of all of you. I have a lot of friends who do blogging, social media, their online presence is basically their work. It's what they do. And it's happened to me in the past. I just know that people can really jump on you when you make a mistake and not necessarily in a kind way. And everyone that sent me messages was very just awesome about it. Just like very tactful, very mature. And I shouldn't be shocked about this because you guys are awesome. And I know this isn't the first time that I've said this, but I appreciate it. I understand that this is not necessarily the norm. And I just thank you. Like you win. And I don't know if it's because we are running or eating awesome food or walking or whatever endorphins we have going on that I am just very happy that these are the kind of people that follow, run, eat, repeat. And I really appreciate it. It's never, nothing has ever lost on me. I have been doing this for a hundred years, right? 
like I said, a hundred years. And every time I get approached by a company or, you know, a new opportunity to do something, write about something, do a project, have people tell me they listen to my podcast, tweet me something that they appreciated from an old post or come up to me in person, it's never lost on me that this is awesome and that you're awesome. And I really appreciate it. I genuinely do. Like, thank you. First place. You win all the things. Okay, let's move on. Second place is nowhere near as awesome, but still tasty. Um, this week I had bandose, but I wanted to mention it because A, it was delicious. Put anything in the microwave for 10 seconds, like a delicious roll or something, a donut. Have you ever put a donut in the microwave? Life-changing, a couple seconds. Anyways, I wanted to note this too because it looks like a croissant, but it's bundles. It's, it's just sweet bread. It's not flaky consistency. And I, I'm noting this, especially because I don't like croissants. So I'm was, I think I posted about this on Instagram and I'll put a picture up because it was just made me very happy to have some of these. I bought a package of them and they are just amazing. It wasn't like, I don't feel like it's super store-bought because it was like, a pack, but from a local bakery, probably in East LA. I don't know. Anyways, I'm just noting this because if you ever offer me a croissant, I might say no thanks. But if you offer me bandul said that looks like a croissant, I'm all in, especially if you can put it in the microwave for 11 seconds, second place. And third place. Now, let me give a little disclaimer with this. I just want to note to be open. I did a sponsored post with Pure Water Filters last week. So that's a little disclaimer, but I'm a huge fan for so many reasons, probably way too many because of the fact that part of the post, I I mentioned one of their websites is Know Your Water and there's a link to it. I will put a link to all of this in the show notes. A, so apparently the water where I live that comes out of the tap is not super clean and it's not dirty. It's not like illegal Obviously, there are government standards for this, but I compared it with the water at my parents' house, which I normally try to tease them about certain things of the area in which they live, mostly in an effort that they will pack up and come live closer to me. Mind you, it's an hour away. It is what it is. But still, traffic, you know. Their water was a ton cleaner than mine, and it made my little tap water seemed that much dirtier because they had this specific reference, you know? And so now I kind of want to do some sort of cleanse, some sort of heavy metal cleanse. I don't even know. But more importantly, I am using these filter. I'm using the pure filter. It comes, it's attached to the sink. So I was going to say filters, but I have two. I have the one that's attached to the sink where it comes out automatically filtered Amaze. And then I have the pitcher too. And what's most awesome is that I am giving away on that post there, I think it's a year's worth of filters, like the the pitcher and the filters. So you can have a year of clean water. Check that out. Last place, once again. Okay. So first I had the fail of the aromatherapy, potentially bad for Vegas, womp womp. And then I'm I'm noting this and I'm mentioning this in third place because I genuinely am obsessed with it now. 
and want to kind of check everyone's water, check yourself, check your water. So there's a link to how to check your water. You just put in your address, whatever, and it'll give you the report, the water quality report. Specifically, I'm concerned about the lead, whatever. But I'm obsessed with this filter and there's a giveaway. And my last place is that I, when I posted the giveaway, there was something wrong with like the comment box and it wasn't working for probably about 24 hours. So your odds are pretty good of winning because normally on my giveaways, there are hundreds of people and this is like womp womp because again of my fail. But maybe it's karma. Maybe it's the universe saying someone listening needs to win it. So like I said, you can check that out in the show notes. There's a link to that post to win some clean water access to clean water. Okay, that's it. I feel like this has been the most random episode. I hope maybe it was helpful. Maybe you learned something. Maybe you were a little entertained. I don't know. If you have any questions for me, feel free to reach out. You can email me at runitrepeat at gmail.com. Ask me whatever. I know um, we obviously have been talking about food today with Kath. She is super open to coming back. If you have any other questions for her, if you want to talk to a registered dietitian, if you have questions food related, running related, not essential oil related, because I obviously don't know shit about shit with that, but anything else, feel free to send it over and ask me. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great run. Thank you for listening to the Run Eat Repeat podcast. For more information, check out runeatrepeat.com.